podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome, lovely listeners, to the Anfield Index podcast, the home of entertaining chat about the six times champions of Europe. It's episode 241, and I'm Trev Denny, podcasting to you tonight from a lightning storm sodden field in rural Ireland where I've just returned, having uh, changed a flat tire in a time a pit crew would be proud of um, in the middle of a lightning storm, which is quite exciting. Uh, way to spend a few minutes and pissed off the lads immensely because they had to wait for me. I'm sure I'll get prima donna shouts later on. We'll wait for those. The lads in question that I'm joined by tonight are Carl Powernap Kopak, Cam Indigestion Branch, and producing with a plan as ever is Guy Baconese Drinkle. They'll all hopefully become clear to you as we go through the show. Now, later in this off-season edition of the pod, we will most definitely be engaging in some uh, layered and potentially heated discussion about several culinary questions. Um, Our group chat this week got me thinking about one of the greatest characters in cinematic history who had his own very strong opinions on all things uh, cuisine-related. It is, of course, Uncle Monty from With Nell and I, a part played to absolute perfection by the dearly departed Richard Griffiths, who in this particular clip that I'm going to start the show with holds forth on the superiority of the legume over the flower. Uh, listen here now and enjoy as he foreshadows. Before you do that, Trev, can I decide that I could probably do it without you doing it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have see, and 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 I do, I I I do want to just avoid uh, being total um, lads of our generation who could quote that film backward and forwards. But this is so apt because you and I were talking during the week about um, uh, stir fry, the, the legume, yeah, yeah, and the legume came up, and uh, so I want to let just let the listeners have a little uh, earwig on this because I I'm never going to give up flogging this movie with little clips. So here we go. It is uh, Uncle Monty foreshadowing some of the type of passionate conversation on legumes that you can expect from us later on. So here we go. For the bees. There is, you will agree, certain Frenesiqua earns are very special about a firm, a yard, a carrot. 
Excuse me. Do help yourself another drink. That was Uncle Marty talking about a firm young carrot. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't you find it so? It's just the way he says it's, that. It's just so. Every little aspect of Monty as a character, all the little intonations, it's just incredible. And it's, it's but, also the greatest hello in film history. <laughs> hello! Yeah. <laughs> he says, sit down, do. Do. <laughs> It's just wonderful stuff. I could listen to him forever. And like I said, listeners, we're going to have a little bit. Look, it's like I say, it's 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 off season, so you'll have to indulge us. We can't be talking about non-existent football news, so we will actually be talking about some of those other related issues as we go forward. And it's, not, it's not an apology, Trad. It's an education. That's what it is. I, listen, I feel no guilt about it. I, if if it was up to me, I literally continue on now with uh, uh, the story about Norman, uh, his 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 friend who he committed sensitive crimes in the pond. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from that until later on. Um, well, well, I can tell you that I actually bought the film for someone today who hasn't seen it. Ah, class. That's timing. I like I like that. That's 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 good. I like that synchronicity stuff. Uh, the voice you can hear is Carl Kopak. Uh, Carl, uh, it's, I think we've, we've had a fortnight off now for various reasons. So, um, I'm sure you've been uh, thinking about various bits and bobs, but what is the current state of the Kopaki in mind? What is it you want to start us off with today? Well, I've had a bit of a two weeks. I've, um, basically lost my shit with Twitter, as in the company who own Twitter rather than the people who tweet on it uh like us um and I, i've had a bit of a, a, an incident with them where i won't go into because i don't i don't basically i'm just not on it anymore because i think they harbor racists and they've got no problem with um you can be racist on there if you're famous you can't be uh if you're not famous you you can't be racist yeah but if, you, the, the, if you drive traffic yeah then, then they're fine with that and they've just did a thing recently where um uh where they said that they've announced a change with some tweets which would have been deleted. They're now keeping in the interest of healthy conversation, which isn't healthy at all. Of course it isn't. Um, this and this has led to the Donald Trump incident where uh, um, his audience was shouting, send them back to the four senators who had the temerity to disagree with them and have not non-white skin. Um, and it made me think of this quote from one of my favorite books of all time, because um, I was talking about this yesterday. Um, while working on this blistering hangover I currently have. Um, and the quote is this. The horrible thing about the two minutes hate was not that one was obliged to act, as a part, to, to act a part, but that it was impossible to avoid joining in. Within 30 seconds, any pretense was always unnecessary. A hideous ecstasy of fear and vindictiveness, a desire to kill, to torture, to smash faces in with a sledgehammer, seemed to flow through the whole group of people like an electric current turning one even against one's will into a grimacing, screaming lunatic. And yet, the, this is the big line, and yet the rage that one felt was an abstract, undirected emotion, which could be switched from one object to another, that's the line, like the flame of a blow lamp. Yeah. Big George Orwell was onto something there. Um, when you basically heard, described that speech. Yeah, when you heard that chanting behind Trump and you saw him, Definitely and not in any way encouraging it or directing it with his lolling, stupid head going from side to side as it continued for 10 seconds uninterrupted. He 13. Would, 13. Sorry, Cam. Thanks for the Cam stats branch there in the background, uh, folks, more of whom later. Uh, it is interesting because, you know, I, I, I saw a lot of my, my immediate response to it. I got... I, 
I don't want to say, but I, I had a response to it there this morning. That let's just say I won't, I won't be re- replying to. But the majority of people responded to what I said in a kind of semi-rational way, which was basically like, you know, it's not him. Stop talking about him. You know, he's just some sort of a puppet dog whistler. He's just, he's the front face of some horrible, horrible, you know, deeper state shit that's going on there. But it's the way that crowd responded, like in Orwell's Two Minutes Hate. They wanted to do that. They were enjoying it. But what do you mean about transferring it from one to the other in this regard, Carl? What what do you mean from, do you mean that people are easily led? Do you mean that there's a mob mentality that occurs? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm saying that basically. Say what say say Trump's dream come true. The one he didn't actually say, but he's getting there to saying it, that he doesn't want Muslims in the country. Say they all go. Does does that end the two minute hate? No, it'll be something else. And that's always gonna happen. Yeah. It'll yeah, be this, was, this, this wasn't just Muslims though, Carl. Oh, I know, I know, I know. This, I know. This, what I'm saying is, this was uh, aimed well, at the Latin Americans as well. Of course, well, it's the Muslim, well, it's the Muslims first, isn't it? You know, like you know, yeah. The, well, he's already the, tried the, the Muslim, Muslim ban. the Muslim ban and things like that. And once that changes, like like the like the change of a blow lamp, it'll be the next thing, until ultimately, they will turn on themselves because that's what morons do. And Twitter is advocating that policy in the interest of their words, healthy conversation. Up the yeah. reds. <laughs> now I, I, we could easily do a full hour in this but I, I'm going to stop myself I've loads to say and I'm going to stop myself because I want can I quickly say two things on it oh brilliant no I need to I need to because uh, I, want to, I want to say it and the conversation is sort of there let me just quickly say two things firstly the only race in America that could actually say that and has any right to say that exactly. would be the Native American exactly right so let's get that clear. Trump has no right to say that. Secondly, and he's what, German Trump anyway. has, what Trump has said isn't just aimed at in America. That is aimed worldwide. Of course it is. That is aimed at me. That's aimed at gags. That's aimed at Arinda. That's aimed at everybody. Everybody of who is an immigrant or of immigrant stock in any country anywhere in the world that is aimed at them. It's as simple as that. That People like Trump are giving racists everywhere freedom of speech to say whatever they want. If Trump can say it, I can say it. Well, to get to, this is what I was trying to do, to get back to the, 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 the driving force behind Carl's point, it was a thing directed at Twitter. I think that's important because they're currently going through this thing at the moment where they're trying to, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. They're um, saying that, you know, they're acting as if they're a utility like a, like the phone company, whilst at the same time retaining publishing rights like a publisher. So they are being completely duplicitous. They're talking out of both sides of their mouth. They're saying, can't do out in the bed. And we're just like, uh, what do you want us to do? Where it's like, we're like the phone company. And yet at the same time, they will decide who it is they will pick and choose to cut from their service. So it's a completely uh, hypocritical bullshit situation. Anyone with half a brain can see it. Mm-hmm. I wish more people would be more vocal about it. Uh, I like that Carl engaged a minute uh, in the conversation. Um, but, you know, the satisfaction you got, Carl, I would imagine is just about as as pathetic as most people do when they try to engage with this. Because it is just... Well, they, they, they cut 6,000 followers from me. 
Yeah, this, yeah, and then of course you say that as if that was a direct thing that they did in 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 in, uh, in response to, but there was there's no that can't be proven, and yet that happened. They, right? they got they got back again, so I, I sent them another tweet saying because yeah. um, uh, I know I recognise there's a glitch in the system, and everyone's lost a few followers because of bots and things like that. Uh, I emailed them again, and two days later, way after that, I lost the six thousand followers again. I've been told yeah. they're back on again, but I don't care. I, I I can't get involved with that. I can't. I can't. I don't want to. I, I don't want to be part of that discussion with people who harbour racists. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not having it. And I know that's going to cost me book sales, and some green grass is going to suffer because of it. But um, no, I, I'm off. I'm off. I'm, off, I'm not playing that game. Yeah, I've, I I I I hear everything you're saying, and I hear everything Cam's saying. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, it's a place that I find. It, the, the upside of it is so tremendously positive, really is. It's so tremendously positive in terms of communication, in terms of building of, of, of friendships of various varieties, in terms of uh, getting messages out there, in terms of having conversations yeah. with intelligent people. But the downside is the um, <clears throat> the curating of that particular service, and it's um, it's it's problematic in the extreme. Um, Cam, well, I, you- sorry, so just very quickly, I, I summed it up to a friend of mine by saying, uh, that, I, that I'm a chess player and I used to play chess tournaments a lot and there's no way I would go to a tournament called the Fiora's Chess Tournament. And the what now? The what now? The, the Fiora's Chess Tournament, for example, just because I like playing chess. I like talking to people online, of course I do, because we all do, that's why we're here. Um, but I wouldn't take part in a, in a tournament called the Fiora's Chess Tournament and then Twitter is turning into the Fiora's Conversation and I don't want to get involved with that. I get it. I get it. Cam, change our subject for us, mate. I'm just looking at your uh, Skype profile pic, and I must say you really do look 27. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I'm, Thanks. I'm, 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 I'm trying to work out the pose because it's uh, I, 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 I think you, it looks an intriguing pose. Are you trying to in, in, intimate that that is actually a selfie that I took in ter- uh, of myself? That that is not that that was a picture taken by my kid. I don't know. I I, I mean no no. How where where would an arm go there? That's a picture taken by well, my kid. Who knows? I, how long your arms are, Chris? I, I was t- I was talking to my mate Al, and my kid took that photo. And I thought, ah, oh, look, quite quite enigmatic there with the hood up. I'll I'll use that. Dare, dare I say, messianic? Messianic is yeah. the word. Yeah, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, come follow me, and I will lead you. <laughs> uh, distributing arms to the poor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a probably much more chance of me distributing arms to the poor. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's get back away from my gun running past uh, to <laughs> Brainy. You don't you don't seem to want to tell us about your uh, about your opening thoughts. What's the crack here? No, 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 no. Opening thoughts is um, this is a the one man managerial record of uh, somebody who we we may speak about afterwards. Okay. So for, for, for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> probably an hour. We could probably do an hour on him. We probably have in the past, anyway. <laughs> um, so it's club achievements and the outcome of um, how, when they left and how they left it and or if they stayed. So firstly, Sheffield United, achievement nothing, outcome resigned. Secondly, Huddersfield Town, achievement nothing, sacked. Thirdly, Wigan got to the playoffs, resigned. Fourth, Crystal Palace didn't do anything, resigned, and then it went to tribunal and compensation. 
Then he went to Birmingham City, got to the playoff final, won it, then got relegated, then got promoted, then set with compensation with Wigan. But during the spell at Birmingham, he tried to leave twice for Blackburn and another club as well. Then at Wigan, he won nothing, then left again, did compensation with Sunderland. At Sunderland, won, did nothing, got sacked. Then went to Hull City. It's only there's a team. <laughs> then went to Hull City, got promoted. Got his biggest achievement probably was getting to the FA Cup final. He was yeah. leading 2 0 after 10 minutes and then lost an extra time. Then they got relegated and then he resigned. Then he went to Aston Villa, got to the playoff final, and then he got sacked. Then he went to Sheffield Wednesday, <laughs> did nothing, <laughs> and then he resigned. So then when you, when you, you add that up and you say, <clears throat> who would possibly take on such a lumbering, a lumbering lummox of a journeyman, useless journeyman? And the answer to who would take them on, uh, Cam, is? Newcastle United and Mike Ashley. Newcastle United and Mike Ashley. No, he, can't, he can't go there because he's managed Sunderland. And he's not going to go to Sheffield United after he's managed um, Sheffield sorry, Wednesday. Wednesday. Sheffield United, yeah. And he certainly won't go to Villa no, after yeah. after managing it's uh it's a it's it's a stunning cv um and i use the word stunning you know Do you want to know what his um his win rate is because obviously it, you know he, i think you know, it's high it's high 30s isn't it? i think i saw something it, it on is Skype. high 30s to be fair but um 38 and a half percent is win rate yeah 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 so I, I, 904 like... games 348 wins 348 wins out of 904 games. God, you must be watching some great football there. Best 227 draws. Yeah. And 329 losses. So he's nearly won. He's nearly lost as many as he's won. But, you know, you you seem to think, Cam, that we judge Stephen Bruce on his footballing ability. On his no, no, no. As Richard Keyes said, what did Richard Keyes say? He's a he's a great British manager. It's great to have him at a great club like Newcastle, isn't it? Well, well, leaving 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 Harry Hand aside for one minute, we will come back <laughs> to him because he's he is uh, he's unbelievable. He, I, I would urge anyone to read. Ah, um, oh, Jesus, I don't know, maybe not. I don't know if he. I I I, I hate to give him the clicks. No, I'd sod it. Go and read his uh, latest column, <laughs> inverted commas. It's a wonder. He spends the whole opening paragraph talking about, you know, people like us who are critical of him and then goes on to justify every point he made and d- bore down further on his Rafa Benitez hate and his Stephen Bruce support. But let's take Brucey away from Richard Keyes because it kind of taints him with its, with association. Um, what I was saying to you is we don't really judge Steve Bruce by his managerial record. We judge him, surely, by his literary output. And on that footing, he is unrivaled. Well, yeah, I I agree with that completely because I'd say that the the management thing is just something he does at weekends. It's just like, you know, we've all got our hobbies occasionally. Um, But but, but (laughs) you're defined by your main profession. Always. Yeah, it's, it's it's like it's like it's like he's in a darts team or something, and you know he'll just go along and do whatever. But it, 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 there's a really interesting thing, uh, Carl, and I don't know if you listened to this podcast. I played a clip of it last week or the week before. Um, the one Bob Mortimer's on uh, Atletico Mints, Atletico Mints, um, 
And he has, Bob has this little sort of bit that he does, which is like the English managers, uh, uh, what is it, what is it, uh, 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 Seek and Destroy Club or something like that. All these British managers, like like Moyes, like Pulis, like himself, like, 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 uh, Mark, uh, like, 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 uh, Pards, big pards, uh, who go from club Mrs. to club. Mrs. Pa- Mrs. Pardew's husband. Mrs. Yeah. Pardew's husband, who go from club to club, and basically they are coining it with all their, of course, Allardyce, Fat Sam as well. Yeah. Um, they are coining it with their basically exit and destroy plans, where they make a hames of everything and get a payoff to get to get rid of them. And these men are spectacularly wealthy. And Richard Keys to bring him back in, then Cam seen as you were the one who who raised the subject, he is lamenting the lack of British managers getting opportunities. I don't see a lack of opportunities. (laughs) I see nothing but opportunities for British managers who are underwhelmingly awful. Would that be fair? I think clubs are now coming round to realising how awful they are. But what I think is happening as well is that the good young managers that you should be promoting and looking at aren't getting the opportunities because of these dinosaurs. And that is the bigger issue here, that there there's not more Eddie Howes coming through. Why is there only Eddie Howe? Why don't we ever say a name? Why? Because of these dinosaurs. It's a travesty. They're ruining football. You, you, you watch their football. I was speaking to my nephew today. He's a Newcastle fan. He's gutted. He's practically in tears. The whole of Newcastle is literally crying. They go, what can we do now? We can't do anything. I think that's really interesting you mention that because um, Sky are often miles off when it comes to me, you know, being on the beating uh, heart of what actual fans think and they go for the story. And we saw it ourselves, um, the disgraceful coverage of Liverpool on their European run this year. Disgraceful. Uh, their coverage of the title run in uh, Sky, it was disgraceful. And I make no, I bow to nobody on that. It's not like I'm ever going to work for the shite heads. They are abhorrent when it comes. They're, they're the, 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 the same as, as Twitter we spoke about earlier on. They just want as many people clicking through their website and watching their channel as possible. But I will say this. They interviewed a variety of fans in the immediate aftermath of Rafa Benitez's departure. It wasn't so much about Steve Bruce, although it kind of was. Um, but it wasn't so much about that. I think they were raging that this lad who had been um, taken to their hearts and who had brought them a kind of stability and a sort of sense of themselves in that messianic way that they need. And if we're honest, at Liverpool Football Club, we also kind of know. They were raging, Cam. They were fucking furious. Like, not, it was, it was, I felt sorry for Steve Bruce when I saw these interviews with all these, these guys with forehead, uh, forehead veins popping. They're just furious. These, these were the lads who were out on the tour watching the the tour games, aren't they? Out in in Asia, I think. Some Some of them. them Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I saw, I saw those and, and every man to a teeth doesn't want Steve Bruce there. They don't want Mark. Cashley there, that they didn't want Steve Brooks. They know he's he's just a journeyman manager. He's probably going to get them relegated. That's their fear. They are now thinking we are one of the relegation favourites. How can you go into a season thinking you, you know, you're a relegation favourite? They 
They've got 55,000 fans in that stadium, week in, week out. And they have to be thinking about they're going to be relegated. Wouldn't they be right? Wouldn't they be right to say that I think Salomon Rondon's gone, uh, followed Rafa to China? Well, so, yeah, well, he was only on loan, wasn't he? He was, he was only he was, he was he was only on loan, but it's again yes. in that kind of. Do you remember that old Nicol- Nicholas and Elka thing? Like, yeah. if it, you know, he, he, ambition would be to nail him down, like Liverpool should yeah, have exactly. at yeah. that time. And, um, I do believe there's been at least one other departure from their from their forwards. I think a high profile one. I've tuned out, lads. I'm not going to even pretend. Oh, Perez is yeah, yeah. gone as well. So, I mean, yeah. they're seeing not only the, this iconic manager, this manager, one of the few people in the modern game who actually wins trophies, uh, who might have won them that bloody FA Cup that would make their century, right? Mm. And, and that's not being condescending. They're never going to win no, the no. league. Let's, let's be honest. They're not going to win the fucking league. So if an FA Cup to Newcastle would have been just like manna from heaven. And Rafa could possibly have delivered that by playing his way with a certain group of players and managing to get through. They've gotten the finals in the past and they're just not been good enough. That man wins trophies and they've seen that taken away from them. I do, I do feel sorry for them. I have to say it's, I, I, I have a lot of empathy for that group. I do. I mean, what do you think, Carl? Well, the, the, my biggest concern, obviously I'm, I'm no bit, I've, I've got lots of friends in Newcastle, but you know, there's not something that really speaks to me. My worry is, is it going to get in the way of his writing time? Obviously, that's the, the, <laughs> primary, the primary concern for all things. No, it's, it's ridiculous. It's basically, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was trying to work out if Sam Allardyce had, had ever managed at Stoke, and he hasn't. And the only reason he hasn't is because it's not his turn yet. It's not his turn. It's not his turn. Exactly. Yeah. But it's yeah. going to happen. Because of that's what that's what clubs do. They go for let's go for the forty five points manager. That'll keep us up. I know Steph went down, but you know what I mean. Um and Steve Bruce, when when I got that I just thought, imagine going through all that heartache about Rafa. And Rafa stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed until he just couldn't stay any longer and they basically just get the caretaker in because he's got a ball. You know, that that's what it felt like for me. It's like having the caretaker manager of the school football team because he's got a big load of these because he's got he's got the match ball. Yeah, and that's all, and that's all it is. It's grim. Uh, I, you know, like I say, I don't know. I, like, I, I, I probably overly uh, sympathetic in in terms of uh, in terms of them. It's not that I care a whole lot, but um, look anyway. Uh, update from Guy in the uh, in the chat there is that Algeria are currently beating um, Sadio Senegal. In the uh, Afcon final, I'm sure God will keep us up to date on that as we go. Uh, I haven't watched any of that either, uh, lads. I've been gloriously, gloriously detached from football. Uh, Cam, have you watched the friendlies? Have you been a part of this? Um, I, I, I put out a tweet. It was one of my most engaged with tweets ever, which was like, "When will you re-engage with the Reds? Is it going to be X, Y, or Z?" And the majority of of, of the answers were the earliest possible opportunity and so many people tweeted me back with answers saying I never disengaged um, and I get that but I also badly nice. I badly needed a break I'll be honest so I mean was it Tranmere which was 6-0 was it Bradford which was a 3-1 win I think Dortmund's tomorrow am I right in the States and then there's Sevilla and Sporting um, as well and then we've got Napoli we've got Leon, we've got City then in the 
charity shield mate and then we've got uh norwich city in the premier league opener and then it's the chelsea game in the european super cup and i'll be honest with you i'll probably start having a bit of a squint at things tomorrow um but cam what about yourself when did, when did you engage or when will you engage um, i watched a little bit of the uh the Tranmere. i managed to get because it was on the, i think it was last friday night it was on wasn't it and, oh, what, um, how did you get to watch that? Is that somewhere was that somewhere available to watch for free, or was it? Um, I have a way of watching from <laughs> my TV um, when when uh, when when I'm allowed to get my hands on the TV. I have a way. So, um, guy, edit, like... edit edit point, guy. Edit point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let's skip so past that. Like the last, yeah, I watched like the last half hour of that, and it was. Uh, I saw Divock uh, carry on his. Amazing scoring run. That so, was um, just a beautiful goal. It was a really, it was a really was. It was a beautiful yeah, pass. It was a great goal. Yeah, it was a great pass. But then you know, it was Tranmere. Let's be honest. You know, they they should be buttering Tranmere. So um, it didn't didn't mean anything. It's just a workout for the lads. I mean, I don't much notice the fees. Yes, I've been to friendlies. You know, I went to a couple of years ago. Um, went out to Germany to watch the uh, Audi Cup. Um, we and we beat Bayern and then we drew with Atletico next yeah. home. I took my girls with me and then I I've said to my girls since, oh let's watch watch Liverpool play. Now we only watch them in the stadium, Dad. Oh, okay, yeah, and you like that now, are you? So you're not armchair fans. <laughs> your your so. kids have called you a wall. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I am a wall. <laughs> proud of it. I'm a proud wall. I called you a tally. They've called they've called you a tally clapper. I'm right in saying, aren't I? We'll come back to Tally Clapper because that's fucking wonderful. Um, <laughs> I'm right in saying, aren't I, that we've been doing this now for two seasons. Uh, sorry, we did, the three of us have done a season and a half, right? We started yeah. off with Pooley about at the start of the season before last, right? The first, I think that's how it worked. And I remember in that very first summer show that Carl and Pooley and I did, we were talking about friendlies and we were all pretty much on the same page, like, I just need a break. And, um, I'm, you know, I, I, it was going against the grain for me to get too involved. And I know the lads are going to be saying, when are we going to start doing raw again? And I'm going to keep pushing that boat out because let's just wait till there's something on it. Um, but, I do remember Pooley saying he was absolutely just detached from the friendlies, except he was then bringing his lad along. And that was what got him back into it. And he brought his kid to a couple of the friendlies. And, you, you know, you can relate to that as well. Come on. I mean, it's, yeah. it, 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 it is a nice thing in terms of that type of stuff. But the, yeah. it, 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 it's it, an easier way of getting tickets. Well, that's for sure. That's a yeah, separate, I mean, if you, if you look at what's happened with the uh, member cell this week, yeah. So it was sold out in 45 minutes and nobody got tickets. Hey, so many people are so upset about that. And I, I, you know, both really close to home um, in the city and all the supporters clubs as well who are expecting their allocations. And it that was it. I'd like to do a bit more research about it. I don't know much about oh, it. Don't worry. They'll, they'll, they'll be for sale online soon. Don't worry. Well, the disgruntlement levels all over the place were quite high. I'd like to know a little bit more about it before no, I, when I I mean, like your StubHubs and 
Oh yeah, no, I'm no. sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I say, yeah. I'd like I'd like to know more more about the the topic before I start talking about it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe we'll maybe that might be an interesting one for next week. But Carl, I want to talk- and, and also Cav, you're in no position to talk about stealing football content. Give more about what you've just said a minute ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not paying I'm not paying the likes of Sky. I refuse. No, I cancel my I, I I cancel my Sky subscription for the football. The first time they you know they did the uh, billion dollar or billion pound deal. Yeah. When they did it then, I got a letter two months later from um, uh, Sky saying that the fees were going up in October and I just cancelled my Sky Sports straight away. So yeah, no, well, I'm not paying for it. Well, well, listen, um, it, it, like we said, when it came to the Champions League final and tickets and all that, there's all sorts of layers of morality and, and, oh, yeah. and, and principle that can be involved here. But when you're living in a field and it's literally the only way you can get to see the matches, I Do don't... Do you live in a Sky. field? I've, I've, I've been hearing rumours you don't live in a field. You live in the city, mate. What you need to do is stop listening <laughs> to Hendrick because Hendrick is a notorious, <laughs> notorious... Uh, exaggerator, uh, and also what's what the crack? Oh, he lives in rural Ireland. The, cra- the, the crack with Hendrick is that he's basically an aspirational country squire. He would love to be. <laughs> he would love to be what I, by nature, am. Uh, he's a townie, and he's moved out to somewhere where there are a couple of trees, and he's uh, excited with himself. I had a couple of other uh, a couple of other chancers telling me I lived in a in something called the Pale, um, but people have seen the photographs where I live. <laughs> There's literally nothing around me except grass and hills and trees and stuff. So if that's not it's rural. Amazing I don't what know. photos you can find online right. nowadays. Yeah, go on, fucking <laughs> French. You and I are going to come to blows at some point. Um, it's so, it, in rural. Right? Yeah. So the, 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 <laughs> I, I had a point. The point I was trying to make there before Brain started interrupting me that uh, look, I, I I pay for everything. Because that's the only way I get to see football and, or sorry, it's the only way I get to see the Reds. Ironically, I pay for all that and through the nose, lads. Like, I mean, it's a massive amount of money. It's over like a hundred pounds or it's about somewhere between 90 and a hundred pounds a month. All the various bits and bobs that I pay for, um, for, you know, satellite television. Um, you're not guaranteed every game though. I, I only, I, you're so. not. And I only watch the fucking Reds. And at the end that's of the, the day. Point. I still, I still have I to go. I still have to go your dodgy illegal routes for certain games. Yeah. So why pay them? Why not do every game that way? I just got you to agree that you have dodgy illegal routes there live in the podcast. But you have as well. <laughs> <laughs> you incriminated yourself first. Yeah, it's okay. I'll, I'll bring yeah. you down with me. So, like, here's the thing. I mean, you're going down. I'm going down. What, what the hell, uh, Carl? I want to get your take on the friendlies as well, but I want to come out of this. You know, bear in mind where we're going. So don't don't get don't get. Uh, we nearly went off on a tangent that I want to go back to later on, which is Divock and signings and all that kind of stuff. So let's not go down that route too much in this topic. But just in terms of these signings, when is your engagement point? When does when's the biting point? going to be for when you'll sit down and go all right i think i should probably watch the lads at this stage when i got a phone call off my brother-in-law saying we've moved our tickets from the main stand into the cop which i think was wednesday maybe right and i thought hello i'm back on the cop i really like that i won't tell people where i'm going in the cop because of stalkers but uh um <laughs> and, and you know fans yeah right. And, uh, <laughs> you should have started with that, really. You probably should have started with the fans thing, but anyway. Yeah, the, yeah, the fire fans admirers. Um, <laughs> so that so that made me think, oh, this is good. And um, I got a charity shield ticket today as well. 
So, so uh, you will be so I'm sort of so I'm just sort of thinking I'm, I'm sort of I'm getting a bit more in now. I've yeah. got I've got I've got the Af- I didn't I didn't even know the Afcon final was on, but I've got that on now, and I, I think this is the most I've watched football since Madrid. Yeah, so, I, I it's felt been, bad. It's been about the cricket. It's all about the cricket. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't understand. And the Wimbledon final. Yeah, but I, I, I love tennis, right? But I didn't even I didn't even watch Wimbledon this I year. I watched the Wimbledon final. It was the most amazing final ever. We yeah. we did what I was doing, Cam. I was going literally like I was like watching one point, then I was turning over to, to, to the next ball in in the cricket, yes. then going back to the tennis yeah. again. And yeah. they ended up pretty much the same moment. <laughs> I know they're both. I was like, why yeah. couldn't I, was, I wanted Federer to win? And it was like, yeah, I did, yeah, yeah, too much points. And it's like, just win, just do it. <laughs> so I could watch the cricket now. Just beat him. Yeah, no, no. Let's let's just carry on for a bit longer. Yeah, I, oh, I, 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 I drink a life, Djokovic, because you bloody was, wouldn't you? I will say one thing about Djokovic. Um, all the talk, it's a brilliant tennis. All the talk about very good camp. All the talk about uh, about um, Federer and Nadal, and I, some of the best sporting uh, hours I've spent uh, in any sport have been watching those two play each other. I love their semi, but God, there've been so many great games between them over the years. Like fantastic fucking examples of that sport, and it's a beautifully watchable sport. But I will say one thing: I think Djokovic is massively underrated. He's only a couple of slams off. Yeah, uh, Nadal, Nadal and, sorry, yeah. and then a couple more off Federer. I mean, he is. Everyone was watching Federer. I, I think. I mean, most neutrals. It's not. It's nothing against Djokovic, but I, I desperately wanted Federer to win, um, because I just, I just admire the way he plays the game. But Djokovic is a tremendous talent. Like there is a real argument to be made that those three are possibly the best three ever. Yes. Oh, isn't there? Probably. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's quite, it's quite. I think what it is, those three, they lift each other to levels that they may not have done if they weren't, if it wasn't the three of them. If it was just two of them, they may have been, they may be really, really good, but they may not have been at the level that they, it's just phenomenal. Could, I mean, even because you, you can't, you can't was in that mix for a little while. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine when Murray was at his peak, if them, if them four had done a, Doubles. I, I saw. I saw um, the 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 almost sort of surreal spectacle of um, Murray and Serena Williams Serena, playing. Yeah, I saw. I, I saw the last game that they won, and then they were put out, put out surprisingly. But <laughs> doubles is weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's really strange. All the yeah. odd odd poses that people adopt, you know, physical poses, and it, they seem to have to go back and do the little hand touching thing at the end of each point and all that. Oh, that's a bit. That's really, really weird. It's a look at it. It's a lot of palaver. I, I guarantee you yeah. it's superstition. But it's a lot of palaver. They they have to seem to f- engage uh, uh, opinions about each and every point. I don't really get that. But then again, it's not my sport. So already. Anyway, we've got off on a real tangent there. That's, I wanted to get back to um, things related to the Reds in preseason. And I will say the only thing that I, I've been consuming, no games, no matches. If, if someone puts goals on Twitter, I'll watch that like I did with Divox. 
But I do want to get to the the whole uh, signing situation. But I have been massively enjoying the occasional video that gets posted up or picture that gets posted up where we see uh, Jimmy Milner and his uh, impressive vascularity there in the arms and he, he, this type of stuff. Um, he, he, we saw Ginny coming back and 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 doing really well in the in the shuttle runs and all that. These type of things, I get a little kick out of that. But it's just. It's just passing the time, lads. It's just marking time until the season starts for me. And I, I, I really like the uh, when Virgil was arguing with someone, probably Gomez, because he's his mate, isn't he? And he said, and oh no, it was Trent, and he said they were doing the bleep test, and, uh, and, and Van Dijk said, yeah, but I've got to carry this around. As in, you know, all the muscles, all the all the, the height, and everything. <laughs> and, 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 and Trent looked at him to say, and he could see him thinking, I've got to come back to that, and he just went, yeah. <laughs> I don't really like that. Yeah, I yeah. Trent it. always loses that. I remember when he, him and Ox were playing uh, pool, and it was like Trent, don't speak. You're better. You're better off just not saying anything because yeah. you haven't got any comebacks. It's funny. Really. It's funny. I heard. I heard Neil Jones. I was interviewing Neil Jones for that thing that we we're doing, and he said. To, he said. Uh, you know, about Trent being very self-possessed and he's very much one of the boys and part of the group. And yet every time I see him involved in something, he's getting reminded that he's just a kid. It really is quite interesting. I love that. Although he does seem to have come back sporting quite an impressive beard, which I, I'm, I'm a massive fan of, I have to say. I think it uh, I think it gives him a bit of an edge. Or was that a Photoshop? Please tell me that's not a Photoshop. No idea. No idea, but beards are good. It's good. It's good on him. It's just a kid. So uh, what I wanted to get to was this. Uh, um, you know, feel free to talk about any of the of the of that stuff that comes up. But we are into a very late stage of the transfer window, and, and we've all the three of us have talked about the futility of uh, these speculation podcasts and we've we've not engaged in it for that reason and I don't want to engage in it now but we are getting to a, a stage where I remember having this exact chat um, with you guys about the whole Van Dyke transfer rumor transfer collapse at the start of the season before last and I remember being very much of the opinion of Lads, I think it's kind of negligent that we haven't done this. And again, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. The, yeah. the, the aforementioned, um, no, sorry, it wasn't. It was Paul Tompkins on, the, on, the, on, 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 on that series of interviews that we've done recently was talking about how, you know, ironically, that patience waiting for the right man turned out to be possibly one of the best moves in Liverpool's history. And I get fully behind that because it's a real example of, look, I want this guy and I'm going to wait for this guy. But we, we as fans were left thinking it was dead in the water and there was no going back and there was the big uh, club statement and all the rest of it. So it just shows you how in the dark we are under this regime. And I think an awful, an awful lot of us are still hoping that we're in the dark in this regime and that there's going to be a big rev- reveal of several players uh, over the next week or two before that window closes. No I think, Cam, that's where I'm going with this, man. I have a bad feeling that that's not going to be the case. But I remember when I pointed this out before, you took the opposite tack to what you've just taken now. You said, well, do you remember this transfer? We didn't know shit. Do you remember that transfer? We didn't know mm-hmm. shit. Why are you pessimistic now? And no, what I'm saying is there won't be a flurry of transfers. There may be a transfer, but there won't be a flurry of transfers. And it's 
it is annoying me in a way because last season, if you look at it, we signed, I think we made three big signings last season. I know we signed four players, but we made three big signings in Allison, Fabino, Kaita, although he was on the summer before, and Shakiri. Did we sign anybody else? It was four, four, four big signings, wasn't it? it was, there was, there was four, wasn't it? There was, there was, uh, Allison, there was Shakiri, there was Fabinho. Oh my God, there's definitely another one. Kaiser. And Nabi. That's four. Yeah, that's what I just said. Did you? Oh, sorry. I thought you said Yeah, three. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but I was saying those, but what I was saying, the three of them were big signings. I wouldn't count Shakiri as a big signing. In, yeah, in my, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm saying they're big, big signings, you know. 50 million, you know, 40, 50 million pound plus signings, those three players. Shakira yeah. was a Gary Mack signer, wasn't it? Yeah. If we could do it, it was going to work. We might as well do it. Yeah. And if not, we knew we could sell him 15, 20 million this year. No, yeah. you know, it was, it was a no brainer. So three big signings and look how they elevate. And out of those three big signings, two of them were pivotal in us winning the Champions League. Alison and Fabinho. Yeah, and and, 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 well, well, and and take it, take out now because as you said, that was a deal that was done before. So you've yeah. got you've got Fabinho and you've got yeah. Allison. And your argument the last day, just to keep on the point, because I I, I don't know if I want to encourage hope or not here, but I'm just curious. The Fabinho deal was obviously done the day after the Champions League final defeat. Um, yeah, so they were already planning that months in so, Yeah, so that was obviously that was a prearranged thing, and yeah. none of us knew anything about it. It was beautiful. It was a, a yeah. slight lift to the spirits at a time that was needed. Uh, uh, resulted in a lot of creeper behavior about his girlfriend, but anyway, that's beside the point. Or his wife, perhaps I don't know. But the other thing um, that I did think was interesting was when I was speaking to you last time, you were talking about, well, look, what what we don't know what's going on. You used Alison mm. as a perfect example of that. Yeah. Now, now do you, why, why is it that you think there's not enough time for multiple signings? Why is it that you think there may be only one signing to quote you? Because it takes time to arrange a deal and but you don't know you don't know about worked. the arrangements that was your point the yeah, last no, we don't I, I, yeah that. but they tend to work on one deal at a time and if they still have, where are we now what, what's the date 19th of July we've got three weeks left of the transfer window because Premier League is stupid and doesn't want to use the whole of August like the rest of Europe but we've got three weeks left and you, and you think they're going to get Maybe two, maybe three players in. I just don't see it. I don't see how they're going to do it now. They, no, they, I, I, I agree with you, man. I just, yeah. I, I, well, I, just, don't, I just don't. They've yeah. got to buy a left back and they've got to buy a forward. Don't forget, don't forget, two weeks ago, they had five weeks. So they could have done two signings, maybe three. Right, right, right. But here we go. And now, Carl, I bring this to you because we're right there in the rabbit hole of um, a discussion that I think, you know, in an earlier part of the summer, I know what side of the fence you would have been on. And now as we come towards the end of that window, I think I heard you earlier on agreeing to be more uh, an opposite side of the fence. And again, I'm just going to throw that word negligent out there. Um, and I don't mean it in a critical way that I think our club is awfully run. I just mean it in a kind of uh, uh, eager fan way of wanting to see people who are at the top doubling down on that and taking advantage and throwing their weight around. I've said that several times. Now, that's just me framing it up. You totally disagree with all that bullshit if you want. Where do you, where do you stand on this? Because as Cam says quite 
quite clearly there and he's eloquently laid it out we have very little time left we do tend to take a lot of time over deals granted we don't know whether deals have been started ages ago or not we don't know anything about rumors all we know is that people that we were linked with like the licked have gone elsewhere i heard you say something there uh while cam was speaking about we need a left back and we need a striker or a forward of some sort yeah you need need to replace storage and um and moreno because they 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 were second choice yes um and and you and you still need second choice now, here's the thing, here's the thing. And again, sorry, sorry for the elaborate frame up. And I'm just doing it because I want you to go off on one after us. We do have the background against uh, which this is set, which is that Divock Origi, who is, you know, um, the uh, greatest striker in Europe, great striker in Europe has signed a contract. We do have, um, great noises about the emergence of Jordan Brewster, uh, Jordan Brewster, Ryan Brewster. We do have great, uh, excitement. We've, we've got that new kid who's seven foot six. Have you seen him? Yes, we Jesus do have that. Jesus Christ! Did that, 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 but, but again, a child, uh, like 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 the Dutch kid who, who made a, a, a fantastic impression last yeah. year, uh, Kiana Hoover. Uh, but we we have uh, we have uh, we've kept our squad. This is the thing that I think an awful lot of people do need to take into consideration before they throw all the toys out the front. We've, in a rare moment, had a couple of summers in a row here where we've held on to our top talent because where else would you be fucking going? So in that big elaborate setup by me, how are you feeling in terms of this uh, transfer window and the approaching closing of it? Well, the the, the difference between saying now and... Um uh, and when we the, the, when we first well, let's be honest, we bossed up the Van Dyke thing because we could have got him earlier, and we we and we were stupid because we because that was the time when FSG were trying to shortcut the world to be clever and it didn't work. Um, negligence, the, and that was negligence. The difference between then and now is um, three words: it's the European champions, and we've got the we've got the the, the basis of the team we've got already, and that's just a huge difference. It really is. I've started enjoying watching the training videos now because. Normally when I watch those bleeper tests and they're all laughing and shaking hands and high-fiving all the time, I keep thinking, shouldn't we be doing more press-ups because I want to win the league? Um, but now I'm enjoying it because they're the European champions. They prove themselves. I think there will be signings to come. I think that they've, they're already under negotiation. I don't think it's going to be a last-minute thing. I think they'll probably wait until what happens on the American tour. Um, and then... Um, I'm not that panicky about it because Liverpool are European champions. And my mate Adam Smith makes a really good point is that you always buy from strength. As in, you know, Alex Ferguson, for example, never ever took the league title. He always put another 40, 50 million pounds straight on afterwards. I remember when he bought um, Anderson and Nanny about three days after the season finished when he'd already won the league. As if to say, we're not stopping. This never ends. It, it, it's, it's, an, it's an unfinished country here. We always build to it, and I can, I can, I can, I can understand that completely. I don't think Klopp said it may not happen that we might, we might do anything at all. But uh, football's a lie, you know. I'm, I'm fairly sure something's going on. It just may not be someone we've know immediately. I, I, I think that I think you're right there. I think they're definitely looking at players. There's no doubt, you know. They're always looking at players. Um, it's whether they're going to sign the players. I mean, you're right there. I mean, we said it a couple. Of weeks ago, they always you should always be looking to strengthen from position of strength because it's easier to strengthen. Then players want to come to you, 
We should, yes. be using that. So do, do we should not, be using that to our advantage. Do you, do you not see this? Like, I mean, so many people pointed to the summer of 2005 as a lost opportunity uh, to uh, for the club to, because basically the, the setup wasn't there because it was so fucking amateurish. Mm. The setup wasn't there mm. for for us to double down in terms of marketing. There's the whole famous story uh, of the, cl- the club shop not even being open the next well, day. Well, can, can, I, can, I, can I address that? Can Please I address do. that? Because this really annoys me, that story. And Rick Parry's absolutely right. The reason the club shop was closed, because the people in the club shop were in Istanbul, because Rick Parry said they are just as important to this club as Steven Gerrard. And I completely applaud that. I, I get it. It's, 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 it's one or all. It's, it's silly things like running out of the letter R in the club shop when the captain's got two, three of them in his name. I can yeah. understand that. There's silly things like that, but um, I, I think Rick Perry was absolutely right. I, 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 I've heard this story too. I've heard that quote too, and I still thought, right, okay, get a skeleton staff in. Then there's no reason. It, the, the point, the original point, still stands. Plus three. There was, four, there was sorry, yeah. There was an, an there was a naivety to the way in which things were run. It's all very well saying that. And, you know, I, I have a little suspicion it was almost justification after the event. But anyway, uh, let's take it at face value. Oh, oh will... definitely, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's what I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it fits in perfectly with the club's values. And I get that. And he, he gets away, uh, gets to walk away high-fiving everybody. And cool. But the point remains there's a naivety there from a from a, a business point of view that, that doesn't exist anymore. So for that reason, I, I, I refuse to accept that we haven't at least been trying. Well, the, the, there, was, there is a difference between these European champions and the 2005 European champions is that 2005 squad really, really still needed them. They needed the bodies because... They were awful. We were. <laughs> fucking terrible at times. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it turned up as a dream scenario. And I'm never, I'm never going to criticise that team, but um, if, if you peel away the first 11, there wasn't a great deal going on behind it. So, you know. No, I, you know what? When peel away our first 11, and there's probably only another three or four, you'd say, yeah, a half decent. You, you, you say that, but the man who's just got in the European Cup final was laughed at when he was brought on in the derby in October. I know, but that's why I said November. three or four. Yeah, so that's what, but you know what I mean? But yeah, it's but he's part of the three or four. four. So you put, you, you put Divock there, you put Ox in there. Yeah, and uh, you put Nabby in there. Yeah, and, and Cam, three or four will be enough to win the league. Gomez. Uh, won't go. Won't. No, listen to me. I said three or four would would be enough to win the league if we weren't up against uh, a side who yeah. who beat us by a point um, yeah. for, or in whatever way, shape, or form, and have gone out and spent massively again and gotten Ro- Rod- Rodri in. Who's their other guy that they got apart from Rodri from Atletico? They got someone else as well. Um, I just it's not coming. They've, they've, they've made two signings, aren't they? Yeah, and the and, guy. Guys, Angelino, PSV left back. There you go. So yeah. they, oh, they got him. He's good. I like him. He's all right. Yeah, they've gone and they've addressed areas that they need to address, and they've done it immediately. I, I was going to say, I know football's moved on a lot since 1983, but in 1983 <laughs> we didn't make any signings, and we went on one of the league in 83, 84. Yeah, I saw but, but as you, but as you said, Trev, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a Man City then. No. And that, yeah, we we, and we, we, bought, jo- we bought Joey Jones in '76 and won the UEFA Cup. And the league double, and we we bought a left back from Wrexham. I know it's a different world. I know, but you know, yeah, that's but, it. But there, is, there is something to be said for signing players who are under the radar as such. You know, like Divock Origi. Well, I was going to say Kevin Keegan, Ray Clements. 
they filled yeah. it up. Yeah, but, but, but we, 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 we have well, our version. Ray Kennedy was Arsenal. <laughs> he has won the double. Give him a break. Yeah, but <laughs> he, he wasn't, we have our version of that. Thing, we have our version of that in the first team. We have our, you know, rags to riches story. We have Andy Robbo. That's it. We have that guy. These things don't happen anymore. You know, this idea of you're going to find someone in, in League Two and, and all of a sudden he's going to, it's not Roy the Roberts anymore. That shit does not happen. It happens rarely, very rarely. It used Solskjaer. to happen. It used to happen all the time. Yeah. Is my point. It does not happen. It's, it's moved, the world has changed different. so much. Yes, yeah. exactly. But now, I am in, looking it, forward in to the world. In the world in which football has changed, we have a situation in front of us here now. Are we trusting the youths, basically? Are we looking at Brewster and saying, yeah, no problem? Are we looking at the new 18-foot-tall Dutch lad, the allied to the other um, ball-playing Dutch lad, and thinking, yeah, they'll be fine? Are we looking at that? What are we doing about left-back? What are we doing about the fact that we've lost lost the guy who steps in when one of our front three steps out? And I don't mean Shaqiri. I mean Danny Sturridge, the guy who's got a score. Yeah, but Divock was there. You said this yourself. The squad is now objectively weaker. That makes no sense to me. And I find myself getting a little bit annoyed even talking about it. I mean, if you look at, if you look at Man City, you look at, United, you look at Arsenal, you look at Tottenham, you look at Chelsea, who they actually lost. So where do you, where do you, where do you stand then when you get fellas? And I would have been one of them at the start of the summer saying, relax, it's going to be fine. Trust, trust in Klopp, trust in whatever. You're still one of those, uh, Carl. Yeah, I know, Carl, but that's it, it, what have you done for me lately? Oh, believe me, Trev, I will be reminding you of that weekly, by the way. Yeah, the world. I, I get I, that, brother. I get that. But I want you to, I want, I need you as a man in that position who actually thoroughly believes that to reassure me, who you know is not a dope, that that makes sense. Because to me, and you're not going to be able to defeat the logic because you've admitted it yourself earlier on, our, our squad is weaker than it was. And certain areas need addressing directly. So, will you tell me why it is that I should relax for the last three weeks of the season, of the of the off season? Because because the people who look after transfers at Liverpool Football Club don't have July off. It's going on. It's just going on all the time. And you know, then they're in America now, and I think there'll be a bit of traction once all that's over. But I, I'll be amazed if if everyone's going. Do you know what? Let's just all go on the beach now for the next four weeks until we get to Norwich. I think it's going on still. It would make no sense, right? It would make no yeah. sense. Otherwise, what's the job? Are they, are they buying for January? No, but also, buying January. every aspect of the club has been so brilliant. That that particular aspect has been praised to the skies because of its excellence. Even every, by me, Trev. Even by you. And well, every I don't, aspect, I don't like anyone who wears a tie connected to football. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just the way I am. But every aspect of the club is so brilliant and run. It seems counterintuitive in the extreme to think that anything other than at least uh what's the word uh functionality at least adequacy will be provided now cam i don't believe that you have faith like carl does that that will be the case no i'm 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 maybe venting but i still believe i I think what will happen is uh, we will have a similar season to last season where 
uh, will get knocked out in the first round of both the cup, domestic cup competitions. And our, our focus will be the, the Premier League and the Champions League. And with the squad we have, we, we've shown we are capable of competing on those two fronts. So that's where we're at. I mean, yes, we are, we are weaker because of the two, two boys who have left. Um, they were never staying. We knew they were going to go. Uh, Divock will be the replace primarily for, for Sturridge. Um, or Brewster. And, or Brewster. And, and, and I am quite excited about Brewster. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to become a Killian Mbappe, but you don't know. He could, he could well become a Robbie Fowler. And that would, yeah. that would do to me. I wouldn't say no to that. I want so, to believe that. I want to believe that with a heart and a half. But what about the left back scenario? What, well, what, well, what, left back, you, you've got, you've got Joe Gomez who will, who unfortunately, because right now he, he will be behind John Matip. John Matip, Matip deserves to start the season. So Joe Gomez will be, uh, fullback cover on both flanks along with uh, Jimmy Milner. Yeah, so, and, and, and I'm and sorry, then, I'm sorry, man, but that, that makes no sense because it doesn't make, I, I know, but that, that's what we're faced with. Yeah. I, 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 I think that's where you buy your name no one's ever heard of who's all right to sit in. I really do. I don't think that we're going to pay, you know, go through the nose and pay, and pay 21 million pounds for crime for Kieran Trippier. But you know, did, uh, Carl, did I not see Klein training with us in the yeah. off-season? So what's yeah. what's happening Klein's with Klein? Right, yeah. Nobody wants him. So he stuck, we're stuck with him while he's okay. still under contract. Well, that's not the worst thing in the world. No, no, no. And he can play left-back as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well see, already I'm starting to feel a little bit better about yeah, that. I know. We've, we've talked him round, can't we? We've talked him round. We're all right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, wait, you wait until next week when he goes, Klein? the hell is going on? Just wave a, just wave a penny at him. He'll be fine. Yeah, each, each week the uh, voice will go up a couple of octaves and I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll, I'll, be getting, <laughs> I'll be getting more and more upset. Uh, Until only dogs will be able to tune into the yeah, IMA yeah, exactly. podcast. Or dogs and teenagers. And do you know, Did you hear, by the way, I don't know, you know this, you, you've, all, you've both heard this, right? That there are certain things that... Um, Noises that are played certain frequencies by you know um, shopping centers and various areas that don't want accumulations of teenagers. Yeah, because only teenagers ears who haven't uh, developed to adult stage can hear this particular frequency. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I love that. I love the idea that I could make a noise that only a teenager would be upset by. (laughs) Have to try and do it. Never works on things. I know. Yeah, you, you, your voice is too too manly and uh, and husky, Cam. Cam that's all. That's all. No problem is there. There's so many things I wanted to get to, lads. But we've done an hour now of football, right? I do want to segue. Now, now, can we get round to the main issue of the day, please? Yeah, the what main. What the hell is going on with your stir fry game, Downey? Yeah, so stir fries. So here's the thing. We in during the week we spoke about stir fries. Now, Cam, I'm. Oh, I, I, I've just got dead into them recently. Dead yeah. into them. Yeah, well, I, I lo- I've always loved a stir fry. And even when I was doing sort of keto stuff, uh, religiously, you can still get, knock a bit of fun out of a stir fry. So I'm massively into them as well. Uh, I think an awful lot of it is about whatever the flavoring is, but there are certain things as, uh, um, a certain Irish author that I massively admire, uh, would say that I bar. And I would say there are certain things 
Carl Kabak that you bar. And we discussed during the week that you are absolutely not in the same camp as me on several things. So Yeah, you're wrong in many ways, yeah. For you, for you, the essential stir fry ingredients are Oh god, I can't remember what I said now. Um uh, I, do, I do like a water chestnut. Water chestnut, I like it. Texture, okay. Big, big, big fan of that. Um, Water, big, um, but anyway, yeah. I won't go into my pepper controversy because I realise I, I think I might be the only person on the planet who has that view. Yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that pe- peppers don't do anything. Well, I, again, I hate I hate to stop you here and cut across you, but just for the benefit of listeners, uh, just to to publicly shame you here, uh, Carl Kopp, like I said, the peppers are shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I think they leave him in a, a minority of two or three in the world. Yeah, I, I, and I accept that. I, I, it, it's, it's um, as, as Bill Hicks said, it's, it's another boat which left me on an island on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he says it about MC Hammer, but you know. But I do. I, 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 I get, that is food blasphemy. That is. Of course it is. I guess strong enough. That's what I think. I just think. Because they always promise that they're going to be quite strong, and they're just not. There's there's nothing to them. I get the I get the impression though that it's not uh, it's not a hill you're willing to die on. So let's move past the pepper, which was controversial. Uh, like I told you that uh, I feel the cucumbers are the food of the devil, the, the, the worst thing ever. I fucking detest them. Them and their cousin, what do you call them? What do you, what are those bigger cucumbery looking things? Courgettes. Fucking courgettes. Oh, Piss off. Them. Piss off, course. Rick, what, what is going on with this? Nasty. I, 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 they're just nasty. There's, they, well, uh, at least courgettes have the decency not to be as uh, horribly flavored as cucumbers. But cucumbers nice. are nice. actually the devil's food. They are probably the devil's yeah, actual Cucumbers are all right. They're just uh, water. But the fla- flavored water. Yeah, but Fla- yeah. <laughs> I, I mean raw, not as in a stir fry. I won't put them in a stir fry. And, and yeah, and, and yet, to, to talk to listener through your bean sprout game, bean sprouts. Yeah, I, I'm not having them. How can you not bean sprouts? Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Do you remember when in the seventies rock bands uh, used to be um, noted by which of their members was the most prima donna-ish by saying "Take out the blue M and M's" uh, or eighties possibly? Take out the blue. Yeah, M&Ms. it was uh, it was Van Halen. I don't like the blue. It, it was the brown ones. Right. Everybody, thank you. Everybody who has a stir fry has fucking bean spreads in there. But for me, it's the I special take, guest. You need it's them the to special guest at the banquet. You need them taken out because they're fucking shit. It's ballast, though. But what do you mean by ballast, mate? You're yeah, not, you said that in the chat. This, ballast. Isn't, this isn't this isn't D Day. We're not we're not we're not fucking trying to get the fleet across the channel. What what do you mean ballast? You, 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 you need, it needs weight. It needs weight in the pan. Yeah, it does. Uh, and and, and it does. your bean sprout is your friend here. Uh, you can't just put you can't just put three thousand peppers in and then fry it and call it a stir fry. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. You need you, some, you, you, you need, need some, something to take up the weight of the pan. You need well, everything is immediately made, made better when you add some angel hair and noodles, right? When you add some. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, it's the lardy dar angel hair noodles. <laughs> I'm off to play the grand piano. <laughs> He's just coming out with big words for the sake of it. Do you know the worst? The worst. Uh, I'll just call them noodles myself, Cam. I don't know what's you know going what on I mean? with that. Like, I wouldn't know what else you're on about. You <laughs> <know>. <laughs> 
the, there, there comes a time in every man's life, the worst day of, 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 of every young man's life, when you realize, <laughs> you wake up one day and you realize that you will never play. Right. The day. <laughs> <laughs> There's another worth long just because we're being pricks. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's still at that point. All ambition ends. All ambition ends. I still believe <laughs> I can do it, even though I'm like um, um, bald and 27. Uh, the here we go with the with the, the the last question of the day, and again, it's 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 culinary one, and it was raised by Carl Kopek, and I'm gonna give Cam Branch the first um, shout at this. Cam, I know you like a condiment. Um, you're very fond of your condiments always will um, put on a condiment um, before you engage in any activity he's, he's the wee bay of the Anfield and Licks main podcast absolutely Car- 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 uh, Cam is never without a condiment <laughs> yeah. ladies uh, so <laughs> <laughs> but, by the way never without a condiment is the name of his sex tape <laughs> carry on <laughs> Yeah, Cam, Cam, I'm going to try and get one in a week if I can, because me and Cam have been doing this all week. So, yeah. oh, so anyway, that's, that's the name of your sex tape. It's that's from Brooklyn Nine Nine. If, if no one gets the reference yeah. for that, your your uh, that's your, comedy. Your response to Young Carpack's um, um, query during the week: uh, What is it? Mustard, English or French? What do you say to this? I don't know. They're, they're just. Mustard, isn't it? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. All right, all right. I, 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 I'll say French. Not the same way that all peppers are the same. Why will you say French? I mean, are you, are you, you feel free to say I don't use mustard and don't like don't. No, begin- no. The, the only time I uh, ever ever have mustard, we do, we don't have mustard in the house. So the only time we have, so, actually, I tell a lie. I bought some the other day for the barbecue and realised I didn't need mustard. Um, hot dogs. Yeah, hot dogs. And then if you're at the hot dog stand. So it's that American yellow. It's, it's, it's the American mustard, isn't it? So okay. it's not, I mean, if I have a steak, if I'm out and I have a steak and then I'll say, I'll have some mustard with it. But then I'll, I'll eat whichever mustard they give me. I don't say, oh, give me English mustard or French mustard. I just want mustard with my steak just to give it that little bit more kick. Yeah, but dude, you must know what the flavor is you're eating. Because you, surely you can tell the difference between Coleman's English mustard and, and your, whole, your whole grain and Dijon um, Dijon uh, mustard or whatever it's called, which is basically a whole grain mustard. Yeah. Or do you know what I mean? They're, these are completely different flavors, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah, um, yeah, that's why I'm saying French. I'll, I'll go French. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. The, let's be honest. The, yeah. the absolute kick in the nuts of the yellow English, the one we get over here is Coleman's mayonnaise. I don't know what yeah. one you guys get. That is serious. My, my mother of God, that's difficult to, that, there's, there's a lot of heat there. There's a lot of instant kick there. As a result, as a man whose taste buds are slowly eroding over the years because of various uh, afflictions, I, I like that. I like that bit of heat. Carl, where did you end up landing having oh i've never moved i've never moved i've always been on the whole grain side i prefer i prefer prefer the dijon to the english yeah definitely yeah because i mean i i do like english mustard i can eat english mustard but sometimes i want the meal to end when i finish eating it not to go on for another 20 (laughs) minutes afterwards um i've I've never i've never got in with the idea that food that uh, food that fights back that's like curry 
I want. Yeah, that's the, that's my policy with curries completely. Yeah. I want to be the the person who decides when I stop eating the curry. And ideally, I'd like it to finish it maybe thirty seconds after the fi- the final forkful. Wow, Mrs. Okay. B, Mrs. B should have the hottest curry. Honestly, really, the hottest curry, and it doesn't affect her. And I, I have even a like a medium curry now, and I've got I'm dripping with sweat. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just can't do it. I'd be very much like your missus, except one time I did get caught out by a an Indian restaurant in Galway, and I went out and I said, "Yeah, get, you know, I was like that fucking stupid, um, stereotypical dude on that classic um, Indian comedy show." Goodness shop. gracious me! Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was like, "Give me your hottest curry, it's fine." Like, I, you know, just the hottest one. I swear to God, like I was two or three bites in, and there was rivers of 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 of. Uh, eye watering and sweat and everything i was like oh god i have to admit defeat i was like i was killed but mostly any takeaway yeah give me the hottest one please you know can't do it, can't do it. nah silly but, well me and me and mrs beer got out for curry uh Kathy. you're welcome <laughs> you, 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 you welcome can, to it you welcome can mind the kids will be home whenever we're home all right take it easy next week we will talk about other outstanding issues like the lyrics of jolene what is your best comedy comedian ever what is the best action movie star that you've ever seen uh who is that rather um and morgan freeman's embracing of the bees because he's a great lad other things bees are important. next week bees are important to scam coverage there right on the money uh we're going to finish up because the uh, title of a sex type carry on poor old guy <laughs> <laughs> that's things that, that, that is the title of your sex type yeah, 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 yeah. money show stunning we are we are we are way over time, and poor old guy is going to say like, "Well, what the fuck? I've got you know, got fifteen children to put to bed." What is the story with you, Carl? For our final thoughts. Um, <sighs> follow me on Twitter. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> don't waste your time. Follow me on Twitter anymore. Um, I would like to say that this means nothing unless you bought the first book. But this week, I opened up a brand new Word, Microsoft Word document, and I wrote the words Mike Chubb for the first time since 2014. There's going to be a follow-up. Hey, I love it. I love it. Nice to hear that. Nice to hear that. So people who are listening, um, we'll It only really works if you bought the first book. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll be aware that the central character or central is Mike Chubb. Of the first of the first uh, novel is indeed Mr. Michael Chubb. So yeah, that's that's a nice little hint that uh, Carl's back in the path of uh, scribbling again, which is good for all of us to hear. Um, again, Carl mentioned earlier on some green grass. Next week, I'll be mentioning um, uh, a, a little uh, blog which uh, is barely available publicly because Pooley doesn't have the. Uh, uh, interest in self-publicity um to do it but i'm going to do it for him because um the stuff he's doing since he came back is just great fun i want people to read it um but i have nothing to say except i'm I'm doing the podcast i think last time i checked and i hope somebody's listening to this 
um eddie gibbs has probably listened to this on um two times or 1.5 times speed mm-hmm. last time i checked i think i'm on 15 at last 24 20 25 uh ai pro podcast people must be sick of me so yeah i'm on podcast sorry lads uh cam finish it up for us what's your final thought building up expectations creating unrealistic time frames being feeling like our end goal is the end all be all can lead to frustration or anxiety. We end up feeling as though we have to power through what we want rather than enjoy the process and just let the result come as it may. Ooh, that's sweet. And who or what are we talking about there? I think our summer transfer. Uh, <laughs> oh, predicament. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I do like that. So angry. And lads, can I just tell you that, you know, at times like this, I feel very affectionate towards both of you, my boys. Oh, my boys. (laughs) We are at the end of an age. We live in a land of weather forecasts and breakfast that's That's set set in. Shat on by Tories, shoveled Shoveled up by Labour. And And yet here we are. We three. Perhaps (laughs) the last island of beauty in the world and with that we will finish this episode of the Anfield Index podcast it has been a delight as ever it has we appreciate you immensely for listening to us we apologize for the delay it's mostly my fault because I'm a prima donna diva that Carl and Cam used to enjoy giving abuse to and now really enjoy giving abuse to so apparently um, it's my fault that there has only been one in two weeks and I would like to apologise for that but let us finish well, I, can, I can say one thing, we didn't do it last night because I preferred to get drunk instead Dude, no, that's, there that's... is that yeah. There is that, and there's also the fact that Branch earlier on was saying, you know I've had to eat my dinner really quickly when I got a flat tyre <laughs> and yet the very, the very evening before he went sorry lads, I'm going to be at least an hour or so late, uh, causing the whole thing to collapse uh, but like anyway, cake. apparently, apparently I'm the prima donna. I have been Trev Denny, the prima donna. Until we speak to you again next time, be kind to your fellow champions of Europe and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.